Yeah. Well, that's, you know, that's, you're going to fall for him. That's why you have rubber lips. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's why you have rubber lips like Robin. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> so <enough>. dumb. <laughs> Not so dumb like Batman and Robin. Like, God, that's like. <clears throat> damn it. That's yeah. the smartest thing I've ever fucking heard. <laughs> rubber lips. It's like shark repellent. Yeah, that's how that, that's how that works. That is definitely how that works. Yeah. yeah. Hey guys, how are you doing today? This is Gina Verso. It's another episode of Servant of Comics. We've uh, been watching a lot of TV and we're going to talk about it. But firstly, um, I'm joined by my good friend and co-host. As always, it's Nick Valero. Nick, how are you doing? Hey, how's it going, man? It's going good. It's good to see you. It's good to see you. Um, anything new? You're uh, back to working. Yes, I am back to work. I'm back to work working with the uh, future children. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. I mean, because like they're 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 young kids, man. They're young kids, so I mean, like they don't. Like I was telling you earlier, it, it's weird for them to be back to work. It's weird for me to be back to work because uh, I have to wear a mask all day, and it sucks. Yeah, terrible. I hate wearing a mask all day. That's um, why I shaved my beard because it was like, just getting soaked. Yeah, I know. I was like, oh, shit. Um, I got, yeah, I was like, I got a haircut, but that's unrelated. Um, I was going to say, Nick, uh, is it like, because it's like the ears? Is that what kind of bugs you or? No, no. It's like, uh, there's no, a, no. Mm-hmm. there's well, a thing called like an ear saver you could put. No, it's only, it, yeah. it, you know what it's not? It's not even that. It's the, uh, what was it? It's, it's because like the way the school is set up is it's basically just stairs on stairs on stairs. <laughs> okay and like it's just a concrete school there's not even a, there's not even a patch of grass anywhere man uh so like it's one of those things of just like i like you're going upstairs downstairs upstairs downstairs eventually you just kind of want to like just breathe air yeah like, you just want to breathe regular air sometimes mm-hmm. so like when i get back in my car at the end of the day i, I take it off take a deep breath and i'm like woo, that was a long day <laughs> yeah in your, in your safe filtered air car yeah in my, in my safe filtered car yeah away from everyone <laughs> but no no uh thank you for uh going back into uh um the education field yeah gotta yeah. say uh appreciate you my friend it is yeah, it man. is really appreciated yeah and uh, joining us today is our guest, uh, Noah Garcia. Um, Good morning. Yeah. Or whenever Good the morning. time is, somebody's listening slash watching this. Um, yeah, it'd probably be like Wednesday afternoon. <laughs> these are these episodes drop now. We have a new schedule. You could look for it on our banner. But uh, Noah, you uh, you you're an online journalist. Um, you worked for um, some companies like Nerdbot, um, and uh, you're friends with uh, Diego. So we kind of like met through like I don't know if it's like Twitter, or just like in person, yeah. but kind of like a combination of the two <laughs> I, I was a little intimidated when i think we first started interacting online because i thought you're like really professional and really oh like, oh gene's wow, oh. talking to me okay i gotta oh. i gotta not sound stupid in front of gene let me just, that's good <laughs> it's, it's that's but absolutely I, not how that works yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i was i was just i I'm a, if anyone's seen my twitter i just put like dumb dumb stuff sometimes you know like, yeah, uh, and then when yeah. we started interacting, I was like, "Oh, Gene's just a person." Okay, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just talking about comics. So uh, yeah, another uh, comic fan. So it's always nice to talk to you online, just about anything comic related. Like making fun of uh, what was that one meme I shared with you? It was like, uh, "Oh my god, the Virgin uh, Batman who laughs versus yeah, the Virgin, Chad, <laughs> the Chad uh, Superman uh, Superboy, Prime. Superboy Prime. Prime." Yeah, that was so funny. I don't know, Nick. Do you like Batman Who Laughs? Because I'm like a little tired of that character. <laughs> uh he was cool. Okay. He was cool. A, little, a, a little oversaturated, I felt. Yeah. Like. I, I I feel like his imagery was just so like drastic, and people liked it and stuff like that. That they were just like, cool, people like it. Let's put him in everything. Just, just put him on everything. Now. Yeah. And it's. It, I mean, he's cool. He's a cool. Character. Yeah. I feel like I liked him for his first like introduction, but then it's mm-hmm. like it's like oh, Batman and Joker. Like it felt like, and again, it wasn't probably the reason, but it felt like such a like a good like tie-in where it's like oh, this is like good for like merchandising, mm-hmm. like hot toys or like DC direct the statues. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've oh, I, I was like I've been in like a lot of like jobs or like post production houses for like pe- random people, and they don't even read comics. They're so, like oh, I have the statue of Batman Joker. <laughs> Like they call him the Batman Joker, but it's the Batman who laughs, and they're like, "Oh, it just looks cool." 
I don't know this character. <laughs> yeah, why not? I, I think it's something that should have been used sparingly. And the fact that he was part of that, the current, I think, Batman Superman run, where yeah. it kind of infected the people. I was like, oh, I mean, this is cool, but I feel like you're using him a bit too much. Right. Because he was in that, mm-hmm. he, he was in a miniseries kinda, too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I just, I don't know. He's a cool character, but if you use him too much, he starts getting, I don't, I don't want to say blase, but just real like, eh. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's he's kind of like the actual Joker, where like if you if you if you use the Joker in every single story, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the Joker doesn't get as as terrifying, you know. Like every single story isn't always about the Joker. You have a giant rogues, you somebody else, somebody else yeah. is good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so those are those are the interesting ones. But right, uh, right. the man who the man who uh, Batman who laughs. I mean. He's a cool character. I'm actually really, I'm more surprised that they haven't animated him yet. I'm really surprised. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. He's not like in an uh, they'd have to do a lot of work though, because there's a lot of stuff that precedes yeah. that laugh. So I, I don't know how that would translate. Um, sometimes DC doesn't care. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's true. Honest, that's true. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. They'll drop stuff and they'll just be mm-hmm. like, oh, and this cool character. And then people will go, like, what the hell is this from? Make up a reason. Yeah. Well, look at how they did a uh, like hush in the the animated movie. They just like like just com- just completely just threw out like hush. This is origin and just made it Riddler. <laughs> you know. Oh god. That was right. the worst. That was uh, I remember uh, I, I was at Comic-Con and I think like they screened it and they were doing a Q&A and like someone like I forgot it was the end of the panel and someone like told them like to their face like that was dumb. <laughs> and they they said like a very polite answer and then like uh you know it was just like somebody, somebody to their face it wasn't it was dumb it Ballsy. wasn't they didn't say it was dumb but it was like a cosplayer as the riddler and they kind of like they said something along the lines of like why would you do that <laughs> yeah the la- and that was at the last comic-con so you know uh 20 years ago at the last comic con yeah two years ago now you know what the riddler is actually a really dope character and i do mm-hmm. feel like he gets shortchanged a lot because he, he, yeah he could he could have a lot of really cool stories right mm-hmm. yeah he's like a he's a narcissist he wants to get caught yeah it's yeah. cool. yeah. one of those characters you have to know how to write well to execute sure. yeah and i kind of get what they were doing with like that hush thing but mm-hmm. i mean tom i mean just just do the the origin yeah, if you're gonna do an origin of yeah. Hush. Just do yeah. An origin. yeah, and I mean, I I believe in that specific movie universe. We had never even seen Riddler before. Yeah, so it's like this is your first introduction to the Riddler is as Hush. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, well, we'll see him in the Batman. That'll be a better yeah. introduction. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was just gonna say, uh, just thank you for joining us today, Noah. Um, yeah, oh, thank you cool for inviting have- me. Yeah, because you you've listened to the show and you watched it, so oh yeah, it's cool to have. Uh, this is a fan moment. Fan moment. <laughs> fan you like moment. a free T-shirt? I don't know. We, we yeah. might have. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take but, a sticker. I'll take a sticker. <laughs> but yeah, um, uh, just uh, changing gears here, just on a just brief uh, serious reflection moment. I just wanted to say, um, uh, just a quick statement for um the Dante Wright um uh, shooting, who is he was uh, fatally shot and killed by a like a brooklyn uh, police officer during just a traffic stop and um you know it was uh, just a really tragic event um you know that um the way like police treat um people of color is just uh, there's just a lot to be like said and a lot to be um like heard and listened to from um, a lot of communities and um you know we, we could uh you know say this but i would just um you know, also want to state that just like listen to people of color as well in this like tragic moment because um i think like listening goes a long way you know if you know and obviously you know um it just feels like if more people just listen to other perspectives that aren't their own from their own like um you know like their own like community what have you like different part you know communities of color in america probably be you know a lot more understanding um and uh, yeah, we can't um, stress that highly enough because, you know, it's just kind of, you know, you, you see a lot of shootings, you know, month after month. And yeah, it's just just really sad. I don't know if anyone could also, uh, yeah, add anything. But yeah, I just want to um, say that before our recording because, you know, we're 
covering like uh you know falcon and the winter soldier and you know it's just uh you know we have this uh hero of color and it's you know thought it would be appropriate just to add that before we uh start talking about it absolutely said yeah and uh there is a gofundme page on um that we'll put in the link. Uh, I believe it was created by his um, family. Uh, oh, Aubrey Wright um, on behalf of her. And you could um, literally just Google Dante Wright Senior Memorial Fund GoFundMe and you would be able to find it. So just want to add that before we start, talk, start talking about the subject, their, uh, our podcast. So, yeah. But um, yeah, please donate. Um, but... Just going on to the topics, um, we have uh, the recap of Batman, the animated series. Um, I gave you guys uh, two episodes, so <laughs> yeah, not as many as before, but yeah, it was, um, it was pretty Poison, which we um, first see Poison Ivy in like, I think like one of her first media appearances. Um, and it's cool to see her because like, I don't know, besides the Uma Thurman, version i can't think of any other poison ivies than the batman the animated series one i do feel that even like the irma therma one i like i feel like whatever was going on in batman and robin <laughs> i think they were like they got like a real a lot of really cool stuff from like the batman the animated tv mm-hmm. show like they got like the heart of ice backstory right they, they just copied and things. pasted like, yeah they copied and pasted certain things and then they were just like oh well poison ivy's sexy that's what that's like her thing Mm-hmm. and didn't understand the rest of her. <laughs> yeah. Like, they watched, like, one episode of Poison Ivy and was just like, she's a femme fatale. That's what it is. Just to get Uma Thurman and just, like, have her, like, try to get dudes. Like, that's what mm-hmm. it is. Yeah, she's uh, she's very, uh, she's very, like, uh, seductive in, uh, mm-hmm. in that movie. Yeah, she plays that character well. Yeah, and she's kind of seductive in this. Because she's, right. she, she very much is, like, trying to play that that uh femme fatale like the uh what was it the like in a a noir movie the Mm -hmm. like the woman the woman in in in, like red lipstick you know yeah you know she's you know she's dangerous and you know you're gonna fall for her that's why you have rubber more more. yeah exactly yeah exactly (laughs) that's why you have rubber lips like robin oh yeah (laughs) that's so dumb (laughs) that's so dumb with batman and robin like that's like damn it that's yeah. the smartest thing I've ever fucking heard. <laughs> Rubber lips. It's like shark repellent. Yeah, that's how that that's how that works. That is definitely how that works. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was gonna say, uh, do you guys like ship Harvey and uh two or excuse me, two face and uh, poison ivy? Because that's like a that's an yeah. interesting couple right there. Uh, I have to say it's it's you know, it has been a minute for me since I've actually watched the animated series. So when I went back to kind of prep for this, I forget how. In, in so many other iterations, whether it be like the movies or other animated shows, when they present these characters, they're kind of like, there's Poison Ivy. But in this one, it's like, here's Pamela. This is what she's about. Here's Harvey. Yeah. Here's what he's about. And it's, I, contrary to the medium, it's not, it doesn't feel cartoonish. So they, they do seem like real people and the dialogue works really well. And I really enjoyed how they were able to interact. And, you know, honestly, I think if, she wasn't kind of crazy. They they might have been able to work it out. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like, what would those their kids have been like? <laughs> um, maybe if she was in his corner, he might have not have gone off the edge himself. Right. Or I don't know. Maybe Harvey should have been like he should have like been more like to her causes, like environmentalism mm-hmm. or something. Have been like, yeah, let's do it. And then she would have been <laughs> like, oh, you're right, Gene. Harvey's at fault in this one. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, <laughs> Harvey's at fault. Yeah. 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 How dare it- Harvey? I was gonna, I was gonna say, so um, right? Yeah, it's interesting how they really make Harley, Harley Harvey um, a character in this uh, show because we mm-hmm. see him like just as a normal guy before he goes full on Two Face. Like I think Two Face yeah. has only one of the best arcs in uh, Batman the animated series. Yeah, I mean, this isn't the first time that Two Face really gets like an arc in a Batman TV mm-hmm. show. Uh, I believe that for WB, there used to be a the batman oh yeah and, uh, yeah and like he has a huge oh, no. like portion of yeah. it that he that Har- he he has harvey dent uh what was it they also did clayface with yeah oh wait no I, I think clayface was basically their their two-face because they had batman's friend ethan yeah. bennett Cause, Cause i don't know like, if they had two-face on it was clay, it was clayface yeah right. like but yeah, basically yeah, yeah. they made clayface 
the yeah, Harvey they, Dent. They, yeah. They so essentially just turned, switched it and they were just like, he's Clayface now. Yeah. And everything like that. But <laughs> I, I do actually like seeing people from people who have known Bruce forever mm-hmm. and them also kind of going like, you know, just like, hey, you know, it's impossible for him to be Batman. Like I've known Bruce for years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they really buy into the like the fakeade of the, mm-hmm. the mask of Bruce Wayne. Yeah. yeah. Like, even when they even when they see Bruce Wayne, they're not uh Bruce Wayne in a bat suit. They're not just like Bruce? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I think you know what I thought? I, I think you're thinking of Beware the Batman for the Two Face arc. Yes. The CGI yes. one. Okay. Did you guys ever see? Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. The, the, uh, that was actually it, not bad. It came and it went like eight years ago. Yeah. They, they were like, this isn't giving us toys, the money for toys. It's not giving them the, the right that's ratings. The one, and that's they the just. One where Alfred is like. Alfred has like a secret agent. He has guns. It has katana. Yeah, Katana's a sidekick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Katana's a um, sidekick. Like that Robin. that show, I thought it was actually pretty good. Um, but it really, like, I, I believe, like the last five episodes, they literally dropped on Toonami mm-hmm. or Adult Swim or something at like three a.m. and they're like, "All right, the show's over." Like, I I could appreciate their attempt to use kind of these Batman villains you don't see. I mean, I think there yeah. was like Professor Pig. There was mm-hmm. what's the um, name of the bird themed uh, thief? The Flamingo. Mm-hmm. I think it's uh, El Flamingo. He was or... on Batwoman. I remember. I forget her he name. Was, yeah. I think he was on Batwoman. And also, he, I think he was on the Batman, like the old Adam West Batman. Too. Oh, really? Yeah. Has like Egghead in it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, she also, there, there's a bunch of different Bat villains. Yeah. Those, that was a good show. It's on HBO Max. I'm not sure if anyone could check that out. But <laughs> oh, I'd the Magpie. I was thinking Magpie, of the yeah. Magpie. That's oh, Magpie. Yeah. That's, That's right. I, had to, I had to type it out. Well, that's all right. These are like really obscure villains. So, like, yeah, it, so I can appreciate that. You know, well, there's they, no like, are... no judgment in like not getting these names right because it's like, <laughs> this is like a character that's appeared in like two issues. It's like no one's going to remember their name. I think they also had like Mr. Toad. Mr. Ooh. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. yeah, like <laughs> I remember seeing that for the first time and I was like, Mr. Toad. It's all the, all the Grant Morrison like, how... villains. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell? I don't remember Mr. Toad. Like, when was the last time I saw Mr. Toad? What the hell? Like that's yeah. a, that's a poll. But good show though. Um, uh, but yeah, no. Po- but Poison Ivy, I I really dig what they were trying to do with her in this one. Like they mm-hmm. really did cement like this is her this is her backstory. This is what she's like kind of going for. Uh, she is an environmentalist, mm-hmm. and she's not entirely crazy, but she is she's kind of nuts. Yeah, she's like, just I guess yeah. huh. She's very like goal focused. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, very driven. I, I can that, respect a career woman. Yeah. There that, you go. Yeah. That's how you. That, that's it. <laughs> and, and you know, just so, just since the Batman was mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. I, I remember the, the the Poison Ivy there was just the, the, that depiction there. She was like a young teen environmentalist. Oh yeah. She's Batgirl's friend, right? Yeah, Batgirl's mm. friend, and I believe she got caught up in like a sewage spill or something. And just just <laughs> comparing those depictions, this one just feels so human you know yeah. what i mean it, it's very authentic in how it's written and it's not like oh she's just a silly environmentalist there's there's depth to the character right, that yeah. is surprisingly achieved in this one episode so i, I right. appreciate it oh for sure because i was going to say um the actress is diane pershing yes um she's she's a uh, often associated with the character i think in some of the batman animated series like games or other media mm-hmm. she always comes back um and she's really great. I think like she's up there with like you know Conroy and Mark Hamill in terms of like mm-hmm. these like definitive uh, portrayals of the character. So yeah, yeah, I have to commend her for her work on that character because yeah, I uh, I think of like you know I, I would I think of her voice as opposed to like Uma Thurman or someone <laughs> when I think of Poison Ivy. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I always think Uma Thurman. You always think of Uma Thurman. Well, just because <laughs> the puns. You know? Yeah. The puns, I wonder. Puns. I wonder. I wonder what Uma Thurman like thinks of that. Because like, what like George Clooney was like, he's always apologizing for that movie. Um, I think like Arnold. I, I feel Hughes, like she doesn't care. She doesn't care. I, yeah. I feel like she doesn't care for one because it's not the it's not the worst 
movie Uma Thurman's been in. No. Uh, yeah, like the Avengers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Avengers, I don't know. It's it's not the Marvel Avengers, but it's like yeah, the BBC the early, remake. Yeah, the yeah. B- the British Avengers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I heard that movie is like just I've never seen it, but I've heard it's just like awful. Like my, it's just, my brother um, loves that movie. Justin would love that movie. Yeah, well, he's wrong. He's wrong. Probably. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I've never seen that. I don't know. No, yeah, because I mean, it just movie... has uh, it has Sean Connery as the villain. That's why mm-hmm. he likes it. Uh, Sean Connery, Eddie Izzard is also is a villain. Uh, yeah. Who else is in it? Uh, yeah, but I mean, it's not a bad movie. I, I've watched it. I, I used to watch it when I was kid. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, we used to watch Batman and Robin when I was a kid, and I thought it was good too. Yeah. <laughs> it's still um, good. It's still good. Yeah. All right, but um, I guess we kind of see the emergence of big bad horrors in this episode mm-hmm. kind of some like hints at that is like yeah yeah because that's it's interesting before he's two-faced it's shown that he has like a dual personality already so it just kind of like adds to these like problems in his mental health mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. in the comics and stuff i believe i don't know if they've updated it with like all the different continuities or like different like reboots or like relaunches mm-hmm. but usually like carvey is um gets all his like kind of like trauma i like, think from his dad right his dad like abuses him i think they talk about that in long i don't remember yeah because it's like he has the coin because i think his dad used to do that yeah. um it's an i need to reread long halloween because they're coming out with an animated movie but he Same. gets a lot of uh trauma i think from that and he has like sort of this you know he has like already signs of like his break even before the the scarring so it, 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 but it usually only happens in like stressful moments right yeah stuff like that yeah like it's uh like when something like really needs to get done or if he's like a gun's getting pointed in his face or anything mm-hmm. like that that's when big bad harm kind of starts like appearing yeah like yeah like in the animated show yeah we'll see in the next couple episodes right which yeah. is very sad because you know maybe if you have a, a mental health issues you shouldn't exacerbate it by being like a district attorney yeah. but that's what he wants so you know it's, right yeah he's he's a very tragic yeah. character two-face doesn't get enough love sometimes it's always people overlook him for a joker or something <laughs> you know yeah uh also it's uh yeah if you also have a person a personality in your head that's called mm-hmm. big bad harv seek help <laughs> I mean, if everyone went to therapy, the world would be a lot better place. Mm-hmm. You know, probably. probably. Yeah. But any other thoughts to add to this episode? Like, I, I thought it was one of the better animated series episodes. So, uh, it is a really good episode. It has like a nice, it has a, a solid plot mm-hmm. to it and everything like that. Um, yeah, I mean. It's a great introduction of Poison Ivy. Great introduction, uh, more or less good introduction of Harvey Dent. Because mm-hmm. you kind of, you understand who Harvey Dent is, even if you don't know he's Two-Face. Which I think is right. kind of better. If you don't yeah. know he's Two-Face. Oh, definitely. Um, it, it, it makes you care. It really does make you care about Harvey and De- Bruce and Harvey's relationship. Right. And you're really hoping he saves him. Yeah. When, when in the future if you let him die then you know yeah yeah i mean it's like kind of i could see maybe the dark knight was inspired by well some of these episodes i i think they were because it's like there's references because there's oh, a yeah. roland daggett in the animated series and i forgot what his name is in the dark knight rises like he has a different first name but there's daggett mm-hmm. played by ben mendelson so they did they did watch the animated series i'm sure so yeah i could definitely see the influence in the Nolan the Nolan's, ju- the Nolan's just had Batman the animated series in the background. Well, yeah, I mean, no one, no one's not like the biggest comic fan, but he did the work. Like he read yeah. like all the essential yeah. novels. I'm sure he watched like the TV series, the cartoons. Like he did more work than Tim Burton, who like famously said, "I only read like two comics." <laughs> that makes sense. I like I like the Burton Batman's, but like it does show he does, he's not as familiar with uh, the lore of the character. <laughs> yeah, plus Tim Burton, but you know. It's true. Um, so I guess we'll go to the next episode, Nothing to Fear. Um, we have Scarecrow. Speaking of therapists. Oh, I know, some, right? Yeah. And people who need them. Yeah. Scarecrow. Have you met him? <laughs> but um, but yeah, this is um <clears throat> this is an interesting episode because I think like Scarecrow gets like a lot of almost like like they really relaunch him several times, like of all the 
uh, characters that they kind of like use um scarecrow gets revamped the most um because they're the sequ- there's the sequel show the new batman adventures and mm-hmm. like for this he's kind of like a like a scarecrow he literally looks like a scarecrow and then like in the new batman adventures he literally looks like a Ooh. like a zombie they make him like I love a, that. yeah I like i love design. that costume there, there's there's three different designs for the right scarecrow. Mm-hmm. uh one is like he's like he has like a very like penciled neck where it's like mm-hmm. very sharp, and then uh, what was it? And it looks like a set, like a sack over his head. Um, the other one is um, he has like the hat with the with the mask and everything like that. And it, it looks a lot more kind of like the uh, horseman kind of like yeah. vibe to it. Uh-huh. And then that last one is more of like that care, like kind of like the zombie caretaker that killed himself, because he also has like the noose around his neck. Mm-hmm. And stuff like that. Uh, I actually really like the Batman, the new Batman Adventures design. Mm-hmm. That by far is one of the cooler ones. Um, well, watching that, I kind of realized that I think the current costume of Scarecrow in the comics kind of takes inspiration from the new Batman Adventure look. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I think so. I think even like Arkham Knight mm-hmm. uses oh, like yeah. that, yeah, design because. I, that's one of my favorite costumes for Scarecrow is the Arkham Knight one, and then you have like he's voiced by Jonathan Nobel, so yeah, it's that's really great. But yeah, it's interesting, like how they use Scarecrow. I mean, this is kind of like it's a really quick episode, but this also has like the first time you know Batman says his iconic line by Kevin Conroy. It's like I am, I am vengeance. I am the Knight. I am Batman. I am Batman. <laughs> <laughs> And that's yeah. that's really cool because they use that all the time for like promos. Like they used yes. it for Cartoon Network for like Boomerang. Like every single, like that is like one of the coolest lines ever. And he, you know, mm-hmm. um, I'm not sure if you guys heard the story because um, it famously has like been told by Kevin Conroy. Oh, tell but, me. Uh, okay, so Kevin Conroy, because I believe he lived in New York um, in the 2000s for a while. For a while. Yeah, wow. he was like uh, not. He was a uh, he was one of the uh, relief workers after 9-11 fell so he was like helping oh, wow. like in the soup kitchen things like that and he said um uh i guess someone recognized his voice um and they asked him like are you bad and he said yeah and then like can you like do one of the lines so he said like and this is just like off the cuff like he just said it really loud and he, he said like i am vengeance i am the night and like everyone like heard that and like it's like all the firefighters uh all the firefighters other like victims what have you and they all like as soon as they heard that everyone just started clapping and like <laughs> i think he yeah he was just That's saying cute. that yeah he was just saying like i guess like that was the you know kind of first like um like cheers or applause he heard during some of those I love kevin uh, conroy yeah kevin conroy is great we got a we got to interview him a couple years back now and he's just uh, such i'm gonna a, have to take that up oh yeah no i'll up. send it to you yeah but, kevin kevin conroy is uh he's yeah. a peach he's, love him yeah, he's a he's a cool guy. He's a very cool cool guy. Very easy to talk to. Everything mm-hmm. like that. Very tall. Um, <laughs> he's like six five. Yeah, that man's a giant. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he can he can he can whoop somebody. He can be bad. Yeah, probably. He can definitely. <laughs> I'm into that. I'm down for it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we stand uh, Kevin Conroy. But, but I, just, mm-hmm. I, oh. I really I really do like the the idea of this episode because this episode is yeah you have um you know a scarecrow trying to burn down a university mm-hmm. it's essentially what it is but but the meat real meat and potatoes of this episode is because if you go into like the first episode of Batman you mm-hmm. don't really get his origin you don't mm-hmm. really get like the death of his parents you don't yeah. get you know the the tragic of joe chill and everything like that like you don't really get any of that they waited all the way until uh, until episode eight to really drop this stuff on you yeah and it's not like and it's not like just like oh yeah like we're doing like dark shots or anything like that no they're like honing in on batman's parents death and they're making batman live in the moment and they're it's so interesting it's just such an interesting idea and it's and it's so cool that that's like his fear yeah like disappointing like thomas wayne or his parents Mm -hmm. yeah because that you know if you think about it his whole life is basically shaped by his parents Mm -hmm. you know if they weren't killed like he wouldn't be batman well not only that but also it's really interesting too because there 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 are future episodes where scarecrow is there and batman gets re you know dosed with fear toxin 
And it's very interesting to kind of see where Batman's like life is kind of going or yeah. proceeding. Because right now it's I'm doing I have a mission. I have to make sure that my parents are proud of what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then later on, it's more of like protection of like you know Batgirl and, and everybody else. Yeah, that that's the what's the, that's that one episode where it's all a nightmare. For, yeah, over the oh, edge. Yeah. Over the edge. Yeah, that but really I believe goes. that's that's Batgirl who gets yeah. tossed. I think. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Like the evolution of his own psyche and his yeah. own focus of his yeah. mission, which is really well done. So that's a good setup. point. Yeah. Yeah, because there's a lot of really good setup because you can actually see character growth throughout the times that he actually gets like kind of dosed because you don't really get a lot of into like inner monologues with that with like Kevin Conroy's Batman. No, you know, it's not like it's, Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, it's not like Dark Knight Returns. <laughs> it's not, but I mean that was like a huge thing in you know the Batman or like comic books when he was by himself was he would have a lot of inter- internal monologues. So you kind of know what Batman's thinking yeah um and it's interesting to kind of actually get an episode of seeing what exactly is batman afraid of like this guy is supposed to be scary what scares the nightmare yeah like, you know yeah and this is a great episode to show that oh no i i, I yeah i think so as well um because yeah it's just i think it's a pretty yeah just revealing episode of this version of batman and also he kind of ages throughout these two series because he's like Shows maybe he's like 30, 28, and mm-hmm. then with the first Robin, then the second Robin, you know, he's getting older. And then, you know, Batman Beyond, he's like an old guy. He's an old man, you know? It's like <laughs> yeah. one of the coolest I've always to wondered. I've always wanted to know why they skipped Jason Todd. Well, uh, he's in the comics in, right now. In the comic, yeah. In the comic, they kind of introduced him as like a quick, temporary Robin. Who yeah, he was, was like reckless. Wait, yeah, he was Batman, like a, the animated series? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's in continuity because it's by Bruce Timm and Paul Dini the story they didn't write the script but they did do the story so if it's by them it's in continuity yeah. red hood Wait. shows up yeah so all, shows all up. our comic fans out there if you want to yeah. find out about red hood in the dcau i guess yeah definitely check that out because we've recommended it before so, in the show so what you're telling me is that jason todd could meet terry mcginnis good potentially yeah that's pretty cool but yeah um i guess that wraps up our um <laughs> Batman the Animated Series recap and we'll move on to the next topic. Um, all right. So quick thing before we go on to Falcon and the Winter Soldier. What are we reading? Um, I guess I'll go uh I'll go first because we have some comics. I guess from a friend of the show, he did a Kickstarter on Asylum Press. Oh, yeah, Frank nice. Forte. I contributed to his uh, Kickstarter for uh uh, these books, The Vampire Versus. So, Kickstarter Rewards gave us this, these first couple issues. So, have to promote any friends of the show. Definitely check that out if you look up uh, Vampire Versus Kickstarter. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I just want to uh, help out a friend of the show there. But, yeah, other than that, I've just been reading. Um, I went to Amoeba, the new Amoeba, and I got like a bunch of. Uh, uh. I got a bunch of like graphic novels. I had a uh, uh, Empire by Mark Wade. It's like a really obscure DC comic that came out like in the 2000s. It's just about like a like an overlord fascist alien who literally takes over the earth, and it's like six issues of like just basically why like fascism is terrible in like a superhero world. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, one of Mark Wade's best comics. Um, I was reading that. Um, so collecting the other history of the dc universe by so john Woodley, which is great oh yeah I do okay. so yeah i have to um have to promote that for sure yeah i mean that sounds awesome um i i i continued with last ronin okay uh teenage mutant ninja turtles the last ronin oh i heard that's been really good it it's been awesome it's, been, <laughs> nice. it's it's really good it's really it's uh, so far what they're doing is a really diving into uh what did it take for mikey uh to survive not only that but also what happened to the teenage to the to the team like what yeah. happened to splinter what happened to everybody else and to kind of see the uh which are like this transition and even though you know the turtles are going to die whenever they do these flashbacks you know that it might happen 
but it's still shocking when you see it and it's still mm-hmm. really great storytelling and mm-hmm. i definitely recommend the last round and it's, it's such a great great comic that's coming yeah. out um i did go back and start re and start reading um a couple of graphic novels that i've just had sitting on my uh sitting in my library uh one i started re- i started reading was the game of thrones comic book oh yeah oh, okay the uh, the one where uh yeah the one where they uh just transcribed what was on the page and then turned it into a graphic novel mm-hmm. and it's really cool it's really really good uh i would definitely check it out if you guys get a chance to mm-hmm. yeah do you think that'll finish before the books <laughs> i think they'll catch up by the time the books are there because they because they do like it's like maybe like a third of a book because okay. the books are pretty decently sized so they do like kind of like a third, like not even a third. Like they probably do like maybe like like half a book in each one. So you get like you know in two vol in two compendiums you get you know a uh, the actual like you know uh, storm of swords or whatever it is. Uh, they come out every so often, but yeah, they'll probably catch up to to the books pretty soon. Who's that published by? Uh, that's a great question. Is that Image or is that? I, it's in the um, Dark Horse. Yeah, it might be Dark Horse, but it could just be like an independent label. That... You guys talk. Let me go grab it real quick. All right, there you go. I can, yeah. I, can lit- I can literally see it and let me go grab it. Yeah. I would assume Dark Horse. I don't know why. I just feel like they fit the vibe they, of the Game of Thrones comic. Yeah, they get a lot of good, um, mm-hmm. they get a lot of good like um, licenses for whatever mm-hmm. reason. Maybe they have like a good legal team, what have you. Maybe they have a good PR. They just go to people and say, look at our work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so this is it. It is nice. George R. R. Martin Game of Thrones graphic novel adapted by Daniel O'Brien and art by Tommy Patterson. Okay. Who's who's yeah. it published by? As Nick's like like literally just gonna start. As reading. I'm like going through it, yeah. I uh, know exactly. Batten books. All right. I've never heard of that, but Batten Books. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Nice. Hey man, it looks cool. It's a, it's got some cool artwork. Uh, if you're, if you're a huge fan of Game of Thrones and you've always kind of wanted to see, like, you know, like the how exactly the books would be adapted into like a lot, it's like an action set piece. Go check it out. Everything like that. Like, gotcha. And uh, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty rough. It's pretty all rough. right, all right. We'll, we'll take your word for it. Um, yeah, like the, like the Daenerys scene. You know, the whole, <laughs> like the, there's a whole Daenerys. Uh, scene yeah, there. that's um. Is that she takes... thirteen like she is in the book? Because then she I do 13. have an issue. Uh, I have an issue then. I have an issue. Yeah, then. that's um. <laughs> okay. All right. Um. But moving on. It's uh, a different time. Moving on. <laughs> moving on. Um. But Noah. Um. Any other comics? Uh. That you could uh promote or uh, want to read? Promote. Yeah. Promote. I don't know. Well, I'm being paid by Image. So yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I've been uh currently jumping on to the uh. The Tinian and uh, Jimenez team of Batman books right now, which okay. is, I'm really enjoying that because I love uh, Tinian's take on the character and his support, mostly his supporting cast too, especially Harley. And I've been reading that and a lot of, uh, the only Marvel is Champions, which I'm a fan of. You know, the Miss Marvel, Nova's, Miles Morales, mm-hmm. Spider-Man. Uh, and I'm, 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 Keeping on Titans Academy because I hope I like it eventually. And Nightwing. Yeah, Nightwing. By Tom Taylor. I've been, yeah. Those, those are kind of like the main four things I've been picking up. Nightwing, is um, he, yeah, Nightwing is such a good hero that I feel like I wish more people read him. Yeah, yeah. he's really fun. But yeah, those like, are kind of the four comics I've been picking up. Nice. I, I actually really enjoyed those uh, Agent Grayson ones. Yeah, Grayson. Yeah, Grayson's those are great. Fun. Grayson was a really good comic book. I actually really liked it because it had Tom like King. That, yeah, it had that like nice little spice of like Batman mixed with James Bond. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that was always like really, yeah, really cool. I think spy like the spy genre really goes with the Batman world for whatever mm-hmm. reason. Yeah, I, I know so, some people. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I know some people are mad when there are changes to characters. Like, oh, now he's a spy. I miss Nightwing. I if if you're aware, these books are always going to be cyclical. Yeah, and that Let's the status quo will always be returned. Mm-hmm. When I see things like uh, Nightwing going, Grayson becoming a secret agent, or I see uh, Jane Foster Thor, I'm just like, okay, what's the story? Take me along yeah. for the ride because Listen. I know it's going to return to normal eventually. So yeah, I, I I really enjoyed his time as a spy. It was really yeah. Yeah, as long as it's right. 
right yeah as, yeah as long as it has a good story yeah like explore yeah explore it you know unless it's like um was i'm trying to think of like one of the bad like 90s reboots like spider-man becomes a clone <laughs> you know if it has a bad story then yeah just don't read it and then it'll go back to normal like in three years so yeah but like, no reason i to actually I, I don't like superior spider-man Right. Oh no! That's oh, the no. first Spider-Man run I actually picked up. <laughs> I actually like, really don't God. like Superior Spider-Man. Okay. I think it's like really, I think it's really terrible because it's right. just, it's just Norman Osborn, Osborn just kind of screwing up Peter's life. Yeah. Well, he's, he's, he's oh, like, Doc Ock. No. Doc Ock. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Doc Ock. I and mean, yeah. not, not only that, but then he starts dating like a dwarf, and he breaks up with Mary Jane. Right. It, it's it's a weird book. Oh, and I remember her it's name, Anna Marie. Book. She's Anna, adorable. Yeah. I love her. Great character. Is she? I don't know if she's still around, but yeah, good character for sure. I, I I can say at least, even though you don't like it, I can say I at least enjoyed the fact that he is so terrible at the start, and you really get to see him slowly become maybe not a good person, but at least someone who's better than Octavius was before. So I I for can sure. appreciate that. Yeah. Um, I guess I, I, I can oh. appreciate that. Yeah, yeah I, I, you know, I can, I can appreciate it. Yeah, everyone's entitled to an opinion, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. no, this is the internet. No one's entitled yeah. to anything. Yeah, but, no, I uh, honestly, I, I, I just, I, I remember reading Superior Spider-Man and then just kind of going like, oh my god, I can't wait till they get Peter back. <laughs> yeah, like, de- like, de- Peter needs to get back. <laughs> you know, um, Peter was gonna come back anyways. So yeah. Um, <laughs> speaking, speaking of like changes, I guess we'll go into uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier because this is basically falcon becoming captain america i mean it's kind of the cat's out of the bag at this point Mm -hmm. what are what are initial thoughts like this was announced way back in like 2019 and i think at san diego comic-con where was it was it like d23 i have no like i think idea of like d23 because i have no idea what happened before covid at this point um yeah but but that this was one of the disney plus shows i've been looking forward to the most um, that and like, um, I guess like Hawkeye, just to see Kate Bishop, not for the other Hawkeye. <laughs> um, um, but but this show, um, it's a weird like out out um, like adaption of like the the Falcon Cap run from Rick from Mindar, uh, mm-hmm. the Truth miniseries um, that debuted Isaiah Bradley, and like mm-hmm. the Mark Runwald run, um, where Steve gives up being Captain America and he gets replaced by John Walker. These are like really good comics. Yeah. All of them I'd recommend. Al- amalgamation of yeah. ideas. And- yeah, and that's that's the MCU at, at their finest, where they, they pick everything that's like good. Yeah. And put into like a blender, you know. Yeah, I I because I have to admit in the comics, I don't actually like how Steve becomes old man oh yeah it was like it's kind of dumb it's kind of complicated yeah because i think he gets poisoned and then uh this alien like takes his like blood yeah yeah, it was really and then and then like reverses the aging and then he like immediately turns like 80 yeah it's like like, i can't be captain america anymore it's like it's very much like we don't we don't know what story to tell with steve anymore we just need to get him out of the way well I, I do. <laughs> I will say I like uh, Falcon as Cap. Like that's such an interesting storyline. That, yeah. That's oh, yeah. the strongest part. But like the only problem I think that with that whole thing is it's like it's repetitive because Steve just got replaced as Captain America like five or six years ago because he was dead by Bucky and he goes back to being Captain America and he becomes um, well before he be- he became Captain America and he was a Shield well, director. He got shot, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he got shot. But like in he the two thousands, right? Yeah, he gets shot at the end of Civil War. Bucky replaces him. Cap comes back. We won't get into how he comes back because that's the <laughs> whole thing. He doesn't come back as Cap. He becomes the S.H.I.E.L.D. director. He replaces Nick Fury. And then Bucky dies. He replaces Bucky. And then he's old. And then he becomes S.H.I.E.L.D. director again. And then, you know, it's like, you know, it's, it's really, it's repetitive. Like, it's cool mm-hmm. to explore, but like, like, just have a different angle, maybe, you know? Yeah, yeah just, I... yeah. That's, it's kind of funny because I, I literally just said that comics are sexual and they always change. But these shows, because, you know, actors have their own agendas, they, whether or not they want to continue with the series or not. Right, right. So we, if, if Chris Evan never comes back, I'm kind of okay with that. Right, I enjoy yeah. him, but I mean, let's, 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 let's dive into Sam Wilson. I'm okay. Yeah, I, I love- I've been excited by the series so much simply because I don't know anything about him. Mm-hmm. He's always been a sidekick in every movie. 
And right. even though you get like tidbits of his backstory, you really get to see like his family and yeah. you can just see him eat a food. That's, well, that, that's, that's silly, but I always know like, do I get to see this character eat is like a thing for me. Like, what oh, do yeah. they eat? Well, like, that's, you know, so. yeah, that's really good. Cause it's like, I believe a lot of the writers and the showrunners are like people of color. So it's just like, um, mm-hmm. it's good to like, just depict like a person of color um, who's a character, just like, just living, you know? Yeah, just a guy. He's the dude. Yeah. And like, they really paint Sam Wilson really well you know he's like basically like I don't know like a modern day like Steve Steve Rogers you know like the way he cares for his like family you know um mm-hmm. like the struggles he goes through like I love I think that's like the first episode where it's like he gets denied like a freaking bank loan like that's super relatable you know um and then the guy wants to take like a freaking selfie with him like how- oh yeah no <laughs> it's like dude <laughs> there's lots <laughs> of moments where they're like no 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 Oh wait, you're a hero. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's up? There, there's a there's a there's a lot of moments where it's just like, dude, read the room. <laughs> like this isn't. Poor, yeah, poor Falcon. You're you're denying me a bank loan yeah. and you're asking me for a selfie. It's yeah, just, no, it's that not ain't fun. And not yeah, fun. That was, that's I don't know, like uh, kind of. I mean, he rests in peace, but that's kind of messed up. Tony didn't pay any of them. <laughs> Because in the comics, the Avengers have like yeah, they have like check. a fund or something. Yeah, right? they have like, like checks. Yeah, they have something. Like, I don't know if you guys remember, there's a Spider-Man panel that went viral where it's like, Iron Man's like, <laughs> we have money. Yeah, Iron's like, do you want to join? And then Spider-Man's like, is there money? It's like, yeah, we have money. And he's like, oh, thank God. He like hugs him. Because <laughs> it's like, Spider-Man's like, broke, broke. In the comics. Yeah. <laughs> you can relate. That's why Spider-Man's so relatable. Just broke, broke. He's broke. Wait, what did, what did Sam, I, I actually forget. Oh, and then. Sam uh, say he was, how he was getting paid? It was like a he does government contracts. Government contracts. So like, yeah, he'll work for the military for like like a service, you know, trying to like help out people. So yeah. I do want to say it's interesting because uh I believe during the all new Captain America run with uh the character, they didn't have any backing. I think him, Misty Knight, and D-Man, they had to do like public funding or something. Yeah, something which like I think that. was really interesting. And there's tidbits of that in here because there's no yeah. Avengers to back him up. Him and Bucky. No. Because I guess, and it's interesting to see in these Disney Plus shows because you see like mm-hmm. snippets of where the universe is at. Mm-hmm. And I guess like the Avengers are, yeah, I guess they're like over. It's, it's like disbanded. You know, there are no Avengers at this point. That's what it kind of sounds like, right? It kind of sounds like after Cap and uh, was it Tony died? Died. Yeah. It, yeah, like where they when they died or when they you know they vanished or whatever it is that they told the the you know the public. It kind of sounds like the Avengers kind of split their separate ways and kind of just right. did whatever because well, Avengers Campus is gone. Like right. we, like it's destroyed. Exactly yeah, yeah it, it got destroyed by Thanos. Yeah, and Avengers Tower was sold. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, there's not really a base for the Avengers anymore. No, yeah. it's all about sword and ultimates now. Sword. Everyone, get on board or get out of the way. <laughs> yeah, you know, and then too, like the two leaders, you know, Cap and mm-hmm. Iron Man, gone, retired. Uh, Thor, I guess, is just in space. <laughs> or yeah thor working out working out trying to lose that trying to lose like that like uh like the beer weight yeah yeah. i know i know this is totally off topic but have you seen images of thor love and thunder oh that dude's ripped he's he's ripped again with the long hair and he's in like a biker jacket (laughs) that's cool i love that biker jacket it's so fun dude looks like lobo i was like what the hell is going on yeah See, but, now that you put that out in the universe, there's gonna be a fan edit. They're gonna. Find I, I hope they do because yeah. honestly, he looks he looks dope. He, like he looks like Lobo. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I was gonna say, just going back to Falcon and the Winter Soldier, like, um, yeah, it's really interesting how they explore Sam. But I was gonna say, isn't it? I think it's really well done how they like explore just kind of like because you know Steve gives them the shield at the end of Endgame, and like mm-hmm. you like oh automatically like okay he's gonna be the next Captain America, but like the fact that he was like, um he gets like really like bogged down by the legacy. Like he doesn't want to be Captain America at first. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's not, you know, like his, not his fault. It's just like, you know, as he tells, I think like Bucky tells him like, you know, no one knew like the, like, like, um, like could tell, you know, oh, sorry, no one could um, predict, you know, like, you know, the, the impact it would have on you, like a, like mm-hmm. a black, a black person being given the shield. And, you know, it's like, you know, I, and he didn't either. Like, he kind of apologizes too, because he's like, "Yeah, be Captain America." And it's like, no, like, 
it's it's really difficult for Sam if you look at like just how a lot of people of color were treated in the country and just kind of like how he feels like just really um, like overwhelmed a bit, right? Yeah, I think yeah, Bradley he, himself is like, oh, there shouldn't be a black Captain America, right? Yeah, because Isaiah I, Bradley. I oh, I was just gonna say Isaiah Bradley is in the comics the first Captain America, mm-hmm. where he was he's basically like an allegory for the Tuskegee Airmen. He, yes. uh, the military uses him to um, experiment, like they experiment on him to try out the first couple doses mm-hmm. of the super soldier serum. He becomes the first successful one, you know, and all the other uh, people that they experiment on, you know, like it's his, he says, like, no one told them what this was. They die, what have you. He gets trapped behind enemy lines in World War II and he gets like messed up and he's like, you know, kind of like this uh, in the black community in the Marvel universe. He's like, uh, like this uh, hero that like only uh, the community knows about and like a few other select people because it's, it's like a secret. He's more so, of a folk hero. Yeah, yeah, I'd say that. And everything else, but um, yeah, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting storyline. Um, Isaiah Bradley is by far one of it's one of the most interesting scenes of them two just talking about what the legacy of Captain America is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what sh- and whether there should be a legacy of Captain America. Right. Um, the idea that. Uh, Basically, Bradley just goes, yeah. Like, if it was me, I'd just throw the shield away. Yeah, and just get just get rid of it and let the let the name die with you know, supposedly with Steve and stuff like that. And also the idea that Steve and Bucky are like, <laughs> it's really funny because they're basically like these two old white men who just yeah. gave who just yeah. gave a shield to this like young African American guy. Yeah. And he's just like. Mm-hmm. We didn't they're, know what it was gonna do. Yeah, they're a little like you know, like <laughs> they're 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 old. You know, they they look young, but like mm-hmm. they're kind of like um, out of the loop, so to speak. Sometimes. Yeah, like they're just going like, yeah, like we're friends with them. Like, what what's the big deal? Like, like just not thinking of the consequences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> right. It's one of those and, things. Just like, yeah, man, he's our friend. Like everybody's gonna love him as cat. Like it's fine. And then sure enough, like everybody hates them. They're like, why? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, some, yeah, but at least they listen. You know, they like Bucky realizes like, oh yeah, like that was, that was not right of me to like, just like push this on you without like, mm-hmm. like confronting a lot of those truths or confronting a lot of the things, you know? What's at least like, idea? yeah, at least huh? Bucky, I was like, at least Bucky listens. Yeah. It's, an inter- it's also an interesting tell as well, because from what Bucky's makes it sound like is that, Bucky knew what Cap was doing when yeah. he got on that thing. Yeah, like, if you look at the scene again, he does know. Yeah, like, yeah, he gives him like, the grin. Yeah, he gives him the grin, and then he says, "Which are, don't have too much fun without me." Yeah, and everything like that's that. A, that's like, a good scene. Like that was like, yeah, yeah. No, with this context of like knowing that Bucky knows what Steve's gonna go do, and Bucky also has already agreed to give the shield to Sam. It's an inter- it, it becomes a way deeper scene. Um, yeah, him, like, I appreciated that. Yeah. yeah, especially since one of my gripes with Endgame was like, "Wait, you just left, Bucky?" You just yeah. Left. So that scene really helped kind of clear the air yeah. for me. Maybe he told like, him he's okay. like, "Hey, yeah. like, can you like I'm 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 leaving. Like, take care of stuff hey, this time." Like, hey, I was supposed to like grow and change as a person, but I'm just gonna go back and you know yeah. that girl and kiss my mm-hmm. niece later. You know, Endgame is a very like I, I like Endgame. Like, I don't hate it. Um, I love the third act, but there's a lot of problems in that movie. Probably discuss no. it another time. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, in all fairness, in all fairness, it's. It does make sense that why he goes back. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, no, it makes sense. Kind of like, it, it, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, did he make out with Sharon Carter? Yeah, uh, they let's not. They well, oh, yeah, yeah, let's. I don't even want to think about that, but it's cool to see Sharon again. That <laughs> that's all cool. I can think about whenever I see her. That's all you uh, know. It's it's cool to see her again because that's yeah. interesting that she just got like abandoned, you know, and then she becomes like, she's a power broker, right? Like that's implicit. No, she's not. She's not okay. No, no, she's not. She's not. Uh, right. Here's the here's here's the reason why I think that Sharon Carter isn't the power broker. Because it could be a red herring, and I could be just like yeah, getting into I mean, that red herring. Yeah, I mean, for one, why would you have the shadow? The shadow broker was the one that put out the hit. Mm-hmm. 
why would you put a hit out and then have to fight the men that you just hired to go kill Captain Falcon and Winter Soldier? And also, why would you lead them to your lab to allow them to kill the guy you needed? That'll make no sense. Yeah. <laughs> and even if it is like a fake out, like, oh, I did all that. Like, it's, it's just, it's so complex. It's needlessly complex. If yeah. That was yeah. Fake yeah. It's, it's overly complicated mm-hmm. for absolutely no right. reason. Right. Like, there's no way you can explain this away of like, oh, this is how I big brained it. It, it. it doesn't work if like Sharon Carter is, the, is that. But what does make more sense is that Sharon Carter is actually a sword agent. Mm. And she is in yeah. deep undercover. All, it all leads into sword. She, she's a deep, another she's a, undercover mission. She's yeah, in deep undercover her. to understand the shadow broker because mm-hmm. the shadow broker is actually a Cree. Okay, this is this is like getting like you're putting like the the theorizing hat. right now. Yeah, putting the tinfoil hat on, man. Hey, I'll put that tinfoil hat on. You you have enough Cree <laughs> and enough things. It's got to be Cree. It's got to be Cree. Oh no. <laughs> it's like uh, okay. I, I do want to bring something up if we're talking theorizing real quick. Yeah, sure. Um, I'm just going to compare WandaVision real quickly. I think it's interesting that uh, I found this, there, there's always discourse with these Marvel shows. And with WandaVision, I found the show far more interesting than the discourse. But in this <laughs> show, yeah. I've, I've as much as I enjoy the show, I think the discourse is really interesting about it because there cool. are people who are, oh, this is what it means. And other people are like, uh brad uh walker is my favorite character yeah that's that's uh, like, uh, <laughs> no i guess let's let's talk about that um just going into that because um what you guys think of captain america is their favorite character i've seen those tweets yeah I there are tweets rob Liefeld, unironically. Rob Liefeld, i unironically said that he loves john walker and i'm like dude that's swap it's literally swap me of course america yeah of course rob Liefeld says that of course um so I guess we'll never have him a guest on the show, but um, what do we No, think bring of? him on and explain no, your no, position, no. Rob Liefeld. No, no. Um, uh, John Walker, what do we think? Because um, oh, Is it Sam? Is it John? I forget. It's, it's John Walker, yeah. John um, and in the comics, John Walker is very, like, he comes in the 80s, um, around the time of Reagan. So yeah. this is very cynical at this point, because now he comes at the end of a certain uh, presence, you that shall not be named. Um, but the uh, John Walker is very influenced by his times. Like it's a very like Reagan conservative character. You know, he's just like going into other like countries, like creating international incidents. He's very much like uh, I think the term's like an ugly American. Mm-hmm. You know, he's um he's very like I mean mm-hmm. I don't know um like well I don't know he's just very like a little co- yeah I mean the show kind of plays on like you know like not ignorant but he's just very like like he's very full of himself you know every time he introduces himself he's like john he's like captain america or he's like john walker captain america you know uh-huh. and, it's, and you know it's, steve it's, would always not be i'm like, captain america he'd be like i'm steve rogers yeah like he he's says to telling. groot <laughs> like he mm-hmm. says to groot right you know um, yeah. steve was which very actually, humble which is actually really funny in that scene if you look at the actual script groot isn't saying i am groot to steve he's saying can I get some help with this? <laughs> and then Steve oh, then goes, I am Groot. I, I am Steve Rogers. Because oh, no. <laughs> it's really funny because he's, he's trying to like fight off like the, uh, what was it? The, the demons that are coming yeah. in. Yeah. And then he's like, like oh, them. Yeah. And he's like, oh, can you help me with this? And he goes, I am Steve Rogers. And then he runs away. <laughs> Poor Groot. Poor Groot. Yeah, Groot. But, Groot that's really yeah. Funny Groot. but yeah, John Walker isn't, um, isn't, this, isn't Steve Rogers for obvious reasons. And we also no, see, uh, you know. But the thing, the, the, main, the main point of that is, though, is that Steve didn't want to become Captain America. He just wanted to help his country. Yeah, be a good, he wanted to, you know, like he wanted to stop bullies, be a good person, you know. Yeah. And that's all he, he wanted, wanted to do. Yeah, he wanted to like stop the Nazis because those are those were essentially the, the biggest the biggest bullies that you could ever have. Right. And John Walker is taking too much into the title of Captain America. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he is taking that pride that he's been chosen as Captain America and he's taking it way too far. Right. To the mm-hmm. point of like, no matter what I do, it's okay because I'm Captain America. Yeah. Ju- ends justify the means because that's what Steve did. Ends justify the means. You know, he broke the law and then, you know, he was forgiven later. 
I can break the law and I'll be forgiven later yeah. as well. Yeah, it's like moral compass is mm-hmm. like so like out of whack and you see mm-hmm. like like even when he's like talking like he just talks down to like uh the the was it the black black panther's uh honor guard yeah like he just really condescends to them and they just like kick his ass which was know? a fun scene i, yeah, I love that. that scene yeah uh he's, he's like they're not even superficial <laughs> yeah, yeah the door melange when they just Dora Dora Malage, yeah yeah when they beat they're up so badass yeah when they yeah. beat him up it's a it's a great scene it's a really good scene yeah but but to have John Walker uh, kind of insane and also right. use his own metals, Medal of Valor to Just melt them down and then make them into a, seat, a shield. Mm-hmm. It's great apprentice, yeah. Yeah, that is insane. Like that, that is a man who has lost it and he's mm-hmm. probably not going to be able to come back. Yeah, because they pretty much imply like the stuff he saw in the war like kind of messed him up, you know, already before this. Like they did some, they won't say I don't know because of like ratings, but like they did some messed up stuff over there. The yeah. way that it makes it sound like is that they they wiped out a village. Yeah. Like they were in they were in Iraq and then you know they were being held down and him and um, Battlestar I forget his name mm-hmm. uh, right. they they were forced to kind of like kill an entire village yeah and like he said and like he even said he goes well we did what we had to do yeah exactly in order to get out of there and in order and we, uh they had already killed so many of us um but yeah just kind yeah. of yeah no i agree with you nick like yeah just the way they use walk around i was just gonna say also because you know this is a very like uh, the themes in the show are really heavy it has a lot to say about like america about like race in america mm-hmm. also walker really reminds me of like just like the way the country you know really is like mm-hmm. you know the fact like a lot of like uh conservative people like they have this like fake um like ideal of america that's pretty much like walker like you know like it reminds me of um like just kind of like you know the country really couldn't accept like a like a black person as president so like they 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 voted for fucking the last person that was president mm-hmm. you know and like you know the fact you know it makes them it made them uncomfortable so they gave it to someone that's not even qualified pretty much walker um like a lot of the like mega people um you know would give it to anyone that's unqualified as long as they were like white um and falcon you know falcon at the well before walker takes the the serum and even probably after he takes the serum he's like he's more qualified to be the next captain america but they just they they couldn't like like accept him you know and it's it's like a really good allegory of i guess just kind of that sort of well, like prejudice prejudice in america well the thing is that i i i feel like erskine never never made it really clear to anyone why he picked cat yeah yeah like he's it, a good it, man it, yeah and it, they never they never he i feel like he the only person that erskine actually explained himself to was steve mm-hmm. and the because the key to the super soldier serum mm-hmm. is he has to be a good man like he it enhances to, you yeah, in so, every aspect so if you're if if you're you know if you have a little dark side into you it becomes yeah. a lot of dark side that's into mm-hmm. you. like look at red it, skull yeah yeah and uh everything else but if you're a good man and you're weaker because john walker is kind of already he's always known power he's mm-hmm. uh what was it he he was a football star. He was he you know he's a, a, a award winning you know mm-hmm. soldier yeah. and everything like that. He never really knew what it meant to be weak or oh, defenseless. Yeah, yeah like I Steve. Mean, the, yeah, yeah. And Steve grew up defenseless. He grew up as mm-hmm. a small kid from the Bronx who just get get beat up every day. Yeah. yeah, he would get beat up every day, but he had he had this like will to yeah integrity you know, not hurt people. Yeah, and this like moral center for sure. Yeah, and I, now- I think that's telling, especially I think there's an early scene where uh Sam is just they first meet him and in action on the field mm-hmm. and Sam is just like I think actually it's Bucky's like, well have you ever jumped on a grenade? And and Walker's like, yeah, I jumped on seven. And you know there's uh, Steve didn't jump on the grenade to be to show off it's because he was being yeah. a shield but yeah. walker yeah. did it as like a point of pride yeah well, just yeah, like they, yeah they mm-hmm. they did it in order to uh because he says oh yeah i i, I he goes I, I bet you i've never laid on a grenade and he goes actually i can because my hat yeah. 
will block yeah. grenades. Steve didn't know it, that. Yeah. Yeah. And like Steve didn't know it was a dud. Like he didn't have any equipment that was like he knew he was going to be safe. Yeah. It was like I jumped on that grenade knowing that I could save even three people. Right. Yeah. And, and everything like that. It was just and a, he was a selfish, selfish person, Steve. And Walker is basically selfish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And not only that, but also uh, in, in retrospect, if Steve, Steve didn't want the serum. Right. He just wanted it, to. It, he just wanted to help. Yeah. And everything else. And he knew that the only way he was going to be able to help was with the serum and stuff like that. I think that's kind of like the key is to not want the serum. Right. Want to do anything else. Yeah. And, you know, um, not wanting is kind of the journey that Sam's been going Yeah, on. that's, yeah, basically, yeah. No, you're exactly yeah. right. Because, you know, like, Sam didn't want the shield at first. And now, mm-hmm. like, it's his journey. Like, all right, like, like, I have to take this. Like, it's my own decision. Like, no other... Not because like anyone wants, you know, anyone tells me to, it's just like my personal decision. And yeah, mm-hmm. that's really cool. Um, and that's, you know, really, those are like the themes of the show, like exploring like selfish, selfless and selfish people like Sam, you know, Sam's journey. And like, yeah, I, I, I'm really enjoying this probably um, like in terms of all the Marvel sort of shows mm-hmm. and TV movies. Yeah, this is really up there with like Winter Soldier for me. Oh. So yeah, I, I can't remember recommend it enough um we're kind of short on time really for the finale yeah yeah we'll see in the finale for sure um yes beforehand uh i just i'm just gonna say i can't wait for the next show that's gonna be coming out yeah the best catch sam and the winter which are and the winter soldier when they go fishing and they became the best like fishermen oh, yeah yeah i want to see what happens with that boat yeah i do yeah i literally just shrimp. want to see them like fishing yeah what is what is sam, like two superheroes what is, what is sam like fish for what did they ever say like what's the boat i think it's like crawfish crawfish yeah. Yeah. okay yeah yeah I, I, I think it's like crawfish okay because i think nice. it's in the middle of louisiana isn't it yeah that would, that would make sense yeah crawfish. yeah so we'll head to fanfic.com after this and we'll find a domestic avengers au of that yeah, yeah. i'm pretty sure it's like crab and like crawfish and <laughs> stuff like, like that like, in, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure but uh what was it yeah that's the show i want to see that's the that i want to see 10 episodes of them fishing <laughs> yeah Just, dude yeah the falcon and the i'll fish. take it there you go the sequel. <laughs> they're, they're a fun duo i'll take it falcon yeah, and the winter them. fish yeah. falcon and the winter fish nice all right all right so we'll, we'll, i guess we'll see uh next week when we'll do like a part two to this episode talking the finale you'll see yeah, us absolutely. then um but just wrapping up uh noah where can people find you at social media Oh, you can find me at Noah Garcia underscore photography on Instagram. You can find uh, video things I do at uh, the Geek Press on YouTube where I do some work with other people. And you can uh, find me on Twitter at Jacob Knight, uh, JK. Awesome. Nick, where can people find you at? You can find me at, on Instagram and on Twitter at the Nick Valero. Uh, you can also find me at a new podcast where I just, be, where I just jumped on as one of the new co-hosts and uh, you know, marketing guy at Keeping Up with the Nerds. Uh, a couple nice. of our friends, uh, Gene, uh, Gene knows them, everything like that with Brian and Renee. Uh, come check us out over there on uh, Facebook and everything else. Uh, go check it out on YouTube. It's a really good show. Awesome. Yeah, I could uh, definitely recommend those shows and they're good friends. Um, but yeah, you could find me on Twitter and Instagram, Gene9892. You could follow the Waffle Press at the Waffle Press on Twitter, on Instagram, at the Waffle Press Podcast. We're on SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube, uh, Spotify, and Patreon. Um, like, share, subscribe. Um, you could find something you like, or even, you know, there's something you don't like. Still subscribe anyway. Um, <laughs> thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We've been professionally unprofessional. Professionally unprofessional.